That's right. Welcome in and welcome back, everybody, to a best case, worst case scenario edition of the Always Irish Show. As always, you can find this program on YouTube. Do subscribe if you haven't yet. I appreciate it. And if you approve of the content, give the video a thumbs up when you get through with it. Okay. Twitter, search bar, always Irish rat, JKZND4. Emails, alwaysirishnd at gmail.com. Audio only, anywhere you want me, you could get me. Merchandise link is indeed below in the description. Get yourself a hashtag Freeman Fractor shirt, okay? So, here we are. The calendar, what the hell day is it? It either is about to turn to August or it's already August, depending on when I release this video. And football season is upon us. Uh, there's just a little tinge of fall in the Midwest air that I feel. Even when it's been hot and muggy, it's starting just that little tiny turn that feels like fall outside. Something about the air. I don't know what it is, but I know it's creeping up on me. Okay. Football season is upon us almost. So before we get into camp, I want to start narrowing our focus. You know, we have all these summer months where there's not a lot of football activity. We talk about recruiting. We've talked about all the changes in college football. As we're starting to ramp up into summer camp and the season, I'm going to start narrowing our focus. And I have something very simplistic, very straightforward, but I just want to go over it to give us a baseline to prepare ourselves as we enter this year, okay? So I'm going to talk through this. Follow me here. So I'm going to go over, in my opinion, you might be different. I don't know. In my opinion, I want to go over the best case scenario I see for this 2021 Notre Dame season and the worst case scenario for the 2021 season and go over what I think could go right or wrong to cause us to go down one of these divergent paths, okay? So best case scenario, it's very simple to me when I'm asking myself, self, what is the best possible outcome for Notre Dame this year? It's very simple. I do not think there is one team we play this year that has more overall talent than Notre Dame has on their team. Not one. Now, some teams may have certain players at certain positions that are stronger than us. That could be true. But overall, no way. Notre Dame has more raw talent than every opponent we play this year. Key note, this will not apply next year when we start the year at Ohio State in the horseshoe and play Clemson as well, okay? So this is a very kind of rare situation here if you're looking at our future schedules, Ohio State, Clemson, both the next two years after this year. So you're catching a break here because raw talent Notre Dame has more than everybody we play, period. I'm not saying there's not individual guys that are great at these other schools. I'm saying overall, okay? Therefore, go 12-0. and 0. 
No drop-off at all. Clearly reloading, not rebuilding. And to me, it's certainly reasonable to say, go ahead and go 12-0. and Given that I believe we have more talent than everybody we play, it's logical to me that you'd win every game you play then, right? Then... Once you go 12-0, and 0, try and actually be competitive in a playoff game for once. Pretty clear-cut dynamic to me. This is the easy side of the equation. Is the high end. What could go right? What if it all clicks? So for, for us to do this, a couple things would have to come together cleanly, tightly, nicely. Number one. The new reconfigured, restructured offensive line comes together nicely early in the year and only gets better from there as they build their continuity together as a collective group. The wide receivers all step up. Guys that were injured come back and contribute. Guys that weren't injured but just weren't getting a lot of action or making it worth it when they were in there, that changes. Young guys come in and play right away and contribute, add to the depth in that position room. Jack Cohn can get the ball deep, stretch the field, help us install this new, modern, more aggressive attacking offense. Kyron and Tyree off to the races, find some more unique ways to use them both. Mayer continues to be a monster. Somebody else steps in as a number two tight end and has a great year. Tactic, somebody. Okay. Freeman's defense takes no step back whatsoever, and they turn what's already the strength and backbone of the program and get even better. This, folks, is our best-case scenario for 2021. It sounds easy to say here right now, but I just keep going back to that raw talent count. There is nobody we play that has more talent on their roster top to bottom than Notre Dame. Winning every game is certainly possible this year. Don't let anybody tell you it isn't. Now, here's where things start to get a little dicey, and and I will lose my patience. Losing any games here, flipping to the worst case scenario... Losing any games this year will frustrate me due to the exact same reasons I said we could go 12-0. and 0. If you have more talent than everybody you play overall, and I think we do, you shouldn't lose any games then, theoretically. Doing so to me means you're losing games you shouldn't, and that's an us issue, not the opponent, Right? If we have more talent than you and we lose to you, we're doing something wrong. We're doing something wrong if that's how it ends up shaking out. There's nothing more frustrating than losing a game you don't think you should lose to a team you're clearly more talented than. You see, that's the big difference between losing to Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama compared to Notre Dame losing to anybody else we play. All of the teams I just referenced have more raw talent than Notre Dame. They likely should win against us. That's what the talent indicates and dictates. That's understandable. 
okay? Losing games to teams we have more talent than is just a waste. You're throwing a game down the toilet. So how exactly could this unravel into the worst case scenario? Well, one thing we have to determine is what exactly is the worst case scenario? Losing two games, losing three games, losing four games, losing one game. I guess that depends upon who you ask. Exactly what would count as the worst case scenario. I established in one of my previous videos, I think a minimum in this transitional year needs to be don't lose any games at home. 10 wins needs to be the low end for this group and the talent they have in the schedule we're playing. We play nobody with more talent than us overall. Win your games. Win your games. But how could this unravel into the worst case scenario? However many losses it is that you identify as the worst case scenario. That could vary from fan to fan, person to person. Number one is key injuries. That's a random factor nobody could control. Every program has to deal with. I understand that. I'm not saying we could control that. I'm just saying if things go downhill, I have a feeling that's going to be a big part of why. Okay. Now, the offensive line holds the key to the implementation of the new offense. If they hold this implementation back by things needing to be simplified and dumbed down because they're not ready as a collective group yet to be effective in the offense that Reese wants to run, the new offense Reese wants to run, that ruins the entire thesis from which we are supposed to operate off of for this season. Here's the trickle-down effect if this goes downhill with the offensive line, okay? If they can't get up to speed quick enough to run what we need to run to get the new scheme going, this not only will ruin 2021, but will run into affecting next year as well. That's the big trickle-down. If we got to dumb things down all year because the offensive line can't keep it together for what we really want to do. And that's how we have to operate through all or most of this year. How do you think things are going to go when you go into the horseshoe week one next year with the new quarterback? See, these things are linked to me. It isn't just this one year in a vacuum. If you can't install what you want offensively to get things more modern the way you want to, as fast as you want to, that's a really bad sign, and not just for this year, but it puts you behind next year as well. That just can't happen. I have no patience for it. So that offensive line is a huge key to pushing us into a more modern version of offensive football. It's got to be good enough. It's got to be good enough, or it's going to drag the ceiling of what we could be down. Okay, now this would also mean in the worst case scenario, I, I would imagine there's got to be some sort of quarterback situational issue. Cone is hurt. He's not effective as they think. The guys behind him are more young and inexperienced, can't run what the staff wants if they have to turn to one of them. Again, it's a dumbing down the, the play card, play sheet situation. 
So I'm looking at that quarterback area as well, hoping that if it's Cone, he has what it takes to at least get this new installation off the ground. And then the ideal situation would be next year, a guy with some more natural talent and high-end capability could take it from there and go to even higher heights, okay? Also, in the worst case scenario, to me, the wide receiver rooms end up, and the wide receiver room ends up just about like it did last year. Injuries, suspensions, general underperformance, quarterback can't get these guys the ball, or they're not getting open enough to get the ball. All of those kind of things could be in play again. Could be in play again. Now, I have racked my brain, okay, and other than 20 injuries, I cannot find a way in my mind to convince myself that the defense is a reason we're going to lose games in 2021. Now, some of you are going to say you're just saying that because your new boyfriend, Marcus Freeman's the coach and you believe in him even though you haven't seen him coach it down yet. Even without Marcus Freeman, I'm looking at the talent we have on the defense, especially the front seven. Outside of a massive, horrible stretch of injuries, I cannot see a scenario where I think to myself, the defense is the reason we lost this game tonight. I just can't see it. I can't see it. Yes, I'm a Notre Dame fan. That means I'm predisposed to be worried and freaked out about the secondary, okay? And we still have some work to do there and some, uh, some things need to be proven to me on the back end. But I feel like the strength and depth of that front seven is going to conceal some of those weaknesses on the back end. I just can't see a way that this defense ends up being the reason we're losing these games. The trickle-down effect of all of this would be huge and awful for next year. I just think this has to be an offensive failure for this to go down a horrible path. It has to be. I just can't see it being the defense's fault. And it's partly a Marcus Freeman thing, but it really isn't. Even if he wasn't the guy, I'd be saying this just because of the talent on that front seven. That can conceal a lot of issues you have, okay? So, I hate to say it, but to me, the pressure's all on Reese and this offensive staff to get this new offense flying, get it off the ground. And then all the other guys will take it from there, but you got to get that plane off the ground and in the air this year and early this year. So, I really do think the pressure's on the offense, and that's where this is all going to hinge as far as best-case, worst-case scenario outcomes. I I need that offensive line to allow us to do what we want to do. They cannot be the reason you're being held back. That is becoming, honestly, my chief concern about this not getting to where we want it to be this year to put us in a position to compete next year when we play some elite talent. This is your softer scheduled year. You need to take advantage of that. 
even with the personnel losses we have and the new guys and new faces that have to step in and, and be big contributors, okay? So I need this offense to be off to the races. There is a lot of raw talent on the offensive side. I need that line to be able to do its part. So here's the other thing if we're looking at this. The schedule, the schedule has a lot to do with it. The stretch of Wisconsin, Cincinnati, Virginia Tech, Southern Cal, North Carolina will be a challenge. There is a bye built in there somewhere. They're not all straight in a row with no break. But that is by far the toughest stretch. You cannot have an issue and have it carry over and snowball from one uncharacteristic loss we're not used to the last few years and have that snowball into two or three more within this stretch. That would be my fear. This part of the schedule is where I have that worry that something goes downhill or you have an injury, something goes wrong, you lose a dumb game, and then that builds. That's my fear. But that Wisconsin, Cincy, Vatech, Southern Cal, North Carolina stretch is where I see these problems maybe jumping up at us. Can't let it happen. Winning is contagious. Losing is contagious. Don't get off your path to where losing becomes something that enters your mind again. We've been pretty good about avoiding that for the most part in these regular seasons. Keep that up, okay? So overall, overall, we have more talent than everybody we play. Easy for me to say, go 12-0 then. On the downside, it's all about the offense to me. If we slip up, I got a feeling this offense is going to be a big reason why. I think that defense is still solid, and I don't expect any, if much, drop-off from them. I wanted to get all this stuff established out ahead of us and laid out in front of us before we get into camp and then the season starts. This is how I see it. What do you guys think?